Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear, page by page. This is page 954. He encouraged me to see how long I could stay awake, and since I could afford all the coffee I liked, I managed nearly five days, though by the end I was rather manic and starting to hear voices. And there was the incident on the roof of the archives. Everyone has heard about that in one version or another. It seems there was a great beast of a thunderstorm rolling in, and Elodin decided it would do me good to spend some time in the middle of it. The closer the better, he said. He knew Lauren would never allow us access to the roof of the archives, so Elodin simply stole the key. Unfortunately, that meant when the key went tumbling off the roof, no one knew we were trapped up there. As a result, the two of us were forced to spend the entire night on the bare stone rooftop, caught in the teeth of a furious storm. It wasn't until mid-morning that the weather calmed enough for us to call down to the courtyard for help. Then, as there didn't seem to be a second key, Lauren took Lauren took the straightest course and had several blurry scrivs simply batter down the door, leading to the roof. None of this would have been a particular problem if, just as it had started to rain, Elodin hadn't insisted that we strip ourselves naked, wrapped our clothes in an oilskin, and weigh them down with a brick. According to Elodin, it would help me experience the storm to the fullest degree possible. The winds were stronger than he'd expected, and they had snatched both the brick and our bundled clothes, hurling them into the sky like a handful of leaves. That was how we lost the keys, you see. It had been in the pocket of Elodin's pants. Because of this, Master Lauren... Lawrence Giller Distral and three brawny scribs found Elodin and me stark naked and wet as drowned rats on the roof of the archives. Within 15 minutes, everyone in the university had heard the story. Elodin laughed his head off at the whole thing and thought, and though I can see the humor of it now, at the time, I was far from amused. I won't burden you with the entire list of our activities. Suffice to say, Elodin went to great lengths to wake my sleeping mind. Ridiculous lengths, really. And much to my surprise, our work paid dividends. I called the name of the wind three times that term. The first time, I stilled the wind for the space of a long breath while standing on Stonebridge in the middle of the night. Elodin was there coaching me, by which I mean he was prodding me with a riding crop. I was also barefoot and more than slightly drunk. The second time came on one unexpectedly while I was studying. In the end of the page. I'm Nick. I'm Jordana. And Jeremy and the, is turning into a heady brew. And the third thing we'll have to wait till tomorrow's page. That's right. But we can talk about the sleeping thing that I wanted to talk about last page. Go for it. So uh, I did a cursory Google on like how long you have to be awake to be a crazy person. Um, 
And the longest recorded amount of time a human being has spent without sleep is approximately 264 hours or just over 11 consecutive days. Ooh, um, what happened to them? Uh, it I it doesn't go into that in the part that I'm reading, but I don't. But like you know how it's like you're technically that I, I I've heard it said that you're technically considered insane after a certain point, and I think that's more or less for like you're mentally you're not like permanently insane after that point. It's that um, after that point, if you haven't slept yet, uh, your decisions could be in court construed as like um, like an insanity plea, like a like you could be like, well, yeah, they stayed awake for so long that impaired. like their brain wasn't working. Yeah. yeah, you're impaired. And apparently you can be technically impaired after 16 hours awake. So theoretically, um, like depend depending on your behavior, symptoms can show after 16 hours. So like if you wake up at 6 a.m. and you work till and you stay awake till 10 a.m. after that point, uh, like you could start doing things that would be considered like being mentally impaired. Which due sounds to your right lack to me. Sleep. You shouldn't be driving if you're, if you're exhausted, you know, things like yeah. that. That's, it strikes me as very true. Uh, and so with that in mind, uh, it looks like Elodin is doing things that will impair Quoth. He's getting him drunk and uh, making him uh, wear a blindfold. Uh, he's making him in the previous page, he makes him read Theophany cover to cover, which I guess is very boring which might also be exhausting or impairing. Uh, yeah, in nearly five days. By the end, I was rather manic and starting to hear voices. Yeah, there you go. I'm surprised uh, that it was only by the end, because apparently you are likely to experience hallucinations or hear voices within three or four nights rather than five. Well, you know, Quoth is the most special boy. Yes. Uh, but it's all working, you know. So, so, okay, before we get to that, we can talk about the... The story of the uh, the key on the roof. I don't have a ton to say about this, except that it's there's so a bit of a, funny. It's very funny, but I don't have a ton to close read, except that uh, there's a character beat for Lauren. Lauren, who's barely been in this book, at least to my memory. Maybe he was in the first half. But How did they find out they were on their roof? I'm sure they called down something like that. Yeah, they... It was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, the weather calmed enough for us to call down to the courtyard oh, okay. for help. And okay. so Lauren took the straightest course and had several burly scribs batter down the door. Got it. Yes. So we have some character about Lauren, right? He's extremely pragmatic and he doesn't, he's not like precious about things like the, <laughs> the door, right? The door can be replaced. Exactly. Exactly. He's extremely pragmatic. He's extremely true neutral. He has no qualms about causing damage if it means, I mean, I guess in this case, he's actually rescuing some people. Um, he's also potentially preserving the sanctity of the archives. I don't know. Interesting, interesting guy. I would like to spend more time with Lauren, and I think it's a shame that we don't get to spend very much. Indeed. Um, do we want to like break down the different things that uh, that appear to trigger Quoth's name calling? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Well, we got two of the three on this page. So one is he's drunk and he's on the bridge. Yeah, um, Neladen is whacking him with a stick. <laughs> the riding crop. It seems yeah. weird that like to be prodded with the riding crop seems weird because normally wouldn't wouldn't you like hit someone with it? Like isn't I feel like prodded well, is a little different. Uh, yeah, I mean I guess he's not like actually whipping him. I guess he's just sort of like goading him along. And the second um, time studying, which maybe that's why he hasn't read Theophany. But like when studying, you can enter a state of flow also, right? That's happened to me, it's happened to you, I'm sure. Um 
Yeah, certainly the like the riding crap drunk bridge thing seems not conducive to a state of flow, but I guess it worked. <laughs> yeah, well, being more than slightly drunk and barefoot, I'm sure, you know, in touch with the world, blah, blah. Um, what matters is that it's working, which is interesting. Quoth has been so resistant to Elodin's tactics in the past that we haven't really been able to draw a straight line from them to success, but now we are. And of course, this is all building up to the third time, which we will learn about on tomorrow's page. So I won't uh, won't get too into it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess that kind of covers it. Also, I definitely mixed the first thing and the, and the second thing together because I said he was standing on the bridge drunk, but really it was the drunk and then he was also standing on a bridge. Yeah. Stuff and things. Stuff and things. Uh, yeah. I don't have much else to say on this page. All right. Um... I would be comfortable leaving it there or we can read a mail if you want to read a mail. I'm going to wait for Jeremy to come back to read some mail and also give the mailbag time to fill up again. So let's, uh, let's just mosey on. Oh yeah. Right. I forgot that we emptied the mailbag. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple letters in it now, but I, you know, we have, we have the time, we have the space and uh, I miss, I miss Jeremy. All right. Well, that was a short episode with a sad ending about how we miss our friend who's currently fermenting into a fine brew in a, a big plastic tub somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Listeners, you can have a slice of Jeremy on your toast uh, on tomorrow's page. Oh. Uh, the wind. wind.